This is an encore presentation of Everything Everywhere Daily. I'll be back again on January 1st with brand new episodes. There's one song almost everyone knows, it's Happy Birthday to You. And yes, that is the actual title of the song, even though everyone just calls it Happy Birthday. Not only has the song been sung at countless children's birthday parties, but it's also been mentioned in Supreme Court decisions and was the subject of one of the most important copyright cases in history. Learn more about the most famous song in the world on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by the Travel Photography Academy. Have you ever been on a trip and wondered why your photos don't turn out like the images you see in travel magazines? If you're going to spend thousands of dollars on a trip and hundreds to thousands of dollars on a camera, you owe it to yourself to get the highest quality images from your trip. That's why I created the Travel Photography Academy. I set out to travel around the world in 2007 with an expensive camera, and I had no idea how to use it. As I traveled around the world, I taught myself the art of travel photography, eventually mastering it to a point where I was named Travel Photographer of the Year three times in North America. The Travel Photography Academy is an online course that teaches you everything you need to know to master your camera and to take better photos on your next trip. To improve your photography and to get better images on your next trip, visit TravelPhotographyAcademy.com or click in the link in the show notes. According to legend, and I use the word legend because the actual origins of the song are in some doubt, which I'll get to shortly, 
The song Happy Birthday to You was written by two sisters, Patty and Mildred Hill of Louisville, Kentucky, in 1893. Patty and Mildred worked at the Louisville Experimental Kindergarten School. The melody to the song was written by Mildred, and Patty wrote the lyrics. Their intent was to create a simple song for the kindergartners to learn, and I have to say it was a shocking success. The song was originally not titled Happy Birthday to You. The song was originally Good Morning to All, with the lyrics being exactly as you would guess given the title. The original intent of the song was for the teacher to sing the song to the students in the morning. Likewise, there were alternate lyrics for the children to sing back to their teacher, which went, Good morning to you. Patty and Mildred published Good Morning to All, but they didn't explicitly publish the version, which was Happy Birthday to You. Also, all of the earliest printed versions of the song didn't include any songwriting credits, nor did it include a copyright notice. I should note that prior to the wide-scale spread of recordings and radio, sheet music was how you made money as a composer. In the 1920s and 30s, the Happy Birthday tune started popping up all over. It was published in a 1912 songbook by a piano manufacturer, then by the Holland McCreary Company's The Golden Book of Favorite Songs in 1915, and then in Robert H. Coleman's Harvest Hymns in 1924. It appeared in a 1931 Broadway musical called The Bandwagon, and in an Irving Berlin musical review titled As Thousands Cheer. It really began to take off when it became used by Western Union as the very first singing telegram. In every case, Patty and Mildred were not compensated for the use or publication of their song. This is when the third sister, Jessica Hill, stepped into the picture. She claimed that her sisters deserved compensation for their copyright. She managed to get the Clayton F. Summy Company to publish six different versions of the song and get Patty and Mildred credited as the song's writers. The vast majority of people probably had no clue that the song was copyrighted. Movies and other copyright-sensitive industries were very aware of it, however. The song was a cash cow. Every time the song was sung in public performance or on a recording, they had to pay a licensing fee. Movies, radio stations, classical composers, and even restaurants had to pay licensing fees for the song. The small documentary Hoop Dreams had to pay $5,000 in 1994 because they showed a family singing the song at a birthday party. If you ever wondered why chain restaurants would have their staff sing some birthday song you've never heard of, it was to avoid licensing fees. That is why Chuck E. Cheese will not sing Happy Birthday to your kid. Mr. Rogers never sang Happy Birthday to you on the air. It's estimated that Happy Birthday to you has made more money than any song ever written. More than any song ever written by the Beatles, Michael Jackson, or even Nickelback. The rights to the song were purchased in 1988 by Warner Chappelle Music when they acquired the company which owned it at the time, and it was estimated that the song brought in revenue of at least $2 million a year. The Guinness Book of World Records has listed it as the most popular song in the English language, and most probably in the entire world as it's been translated into many other languages. However, the story isn't so simple. If you think something is a bit off about Happy Birthday to You being copyrighted and making so much money, you aren't the only one. The lyrics are incredibly simple with only four words, which are a very common phrase. The tune is just as simple with only four musical phrases. It turns out there were many pieces of folk music before Happy Birthday to You which are very similar and were possibly the basis for the song. For example, there were songs Happy Greetings to All from 1858, Good Night to All, also from 1858, and Happy New Year to All from 1875. 
each of which has lyrics very similar to Good Morning to All, which was the original song. It's now I'm going to do something that you almost never, ever hear in a podcast for legal reasons. I am going to play a song. And don't worry, it's really quick. Normally, if a podcaster were to play music in a podcast, they would be liable to pay exorbitant licensing fees. In fact, just a few years ago, that short clip would have cost me several thousand dollars. Why did I just commit such an act of musical terrorism, and how am I able to get away with it? Uh, By the way, that clip came from a public domain file on Wikimedia. It is because of a lawsuit which was brought against Warner Chappelle in 2013. The song has received an abnormal amount of scrutiny from copyright lawyers due to its popularity, ubiquity, and its unusually long copyright term. Happy Birthday to You was the poster child for copyright abuse. There were three major claims against Happy Birthday to You. First, even if the original copyright was valid, it wasn't renewed properly when its original term expired in 1963. The copyright which was extended was only for particular piano arrangements of the song and for the lyrics which aren't even the ones most people use. The claim is that these renewals do not provide complete coverage for the entire copyright of the song. Second, the first authorized publication of the song in 1935 had the wrong name of the copyright owner listed. Under the law at the time, filing a copyright claim with the wrong author would instantly invalidate the claim. Finally, the rights holder has to be able to trace the ownership back to the original authors of the song, and there isn't much evidence that Patty and Mildred actually wrote Happy Birthday to You. There is plenty of evidence, however, that they wrote Good Morning to All. On September 22, 1915, a U.S. federal court determined that the Warner Chappelle copyright claim was invalid. While they didn't technically say that the song was in the public domain, there were no other copyright claimants, and the song was written so long ago that it is effectively in the public domain, which is why I was so daring and played a version of it on this episode. The plaintiff in the case was Jennifer Nelson, who did a short documentary film about the process of getting the song liberated from copyright. The 15-minute film is available online, free to watch, and I have a link in the show notes. The judge required Warner Chappelle to pay $15 million in fees, which were collected by people who paid for the rights to the song since 1949. There have been other cases as well against standard songs which are technically under copyright, including This Land is Your Land and We Shall Overcome. But for the lawsuit, the copyright would have expired in the year 2030. In the UK, the term of copyright is 70 years after the death of the creator, so it expired in 2017. Lawsuit and copyright issues aside, Patty and Mildred Hill, just from this one song, have to go down as two of the most successful songwriters in history. Both sisters were posthumously inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame on June 12, 1996. Executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is James Makala. Special thanks to everyone who supports the show over on Patreon. Please remember to leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Even a simple review can really help the show get discovered in the sea of other podcasts that are out there.